When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No jumper, man. It's T Rail. We back. I got my co-host here today, man. A little homie, AD. <laughs> <laughs> you served me already. <laughs> and I got a special guest with me here today, man. A special, special guest, man. By the name of Kyle Matic. You know what I'm saying? Director, entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? Model. Dinner, uh, <laughs> dinner at Disneyland. <laughs> a rapper, actor. Uh, rapper. <laughs> my boy, Calmatic, man. How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. I'm just, I, I can't believe I'm here. And it's, it's weird because <laughs> when I hear when I hear others like interviewing with Adam Navy, like, yo, I'm, I can't believe I'm here. I'll be like, with this white dude, like y'all so hyped about being on this couch, but you know, I fuck with y'all, bro. <laughs> Adam got a shot. And like and three minutes in. No, but it's bah, like bah, bah. But, but it's true. I mean like I'll be like, damn, y'all really fuck with Adam like that, but like, but like I get it because I really with y'all, you know, what yeah. I mean? like to be honest, I listen to a lot of podcasts, Combat Jack, Joe Budden, you know, Brilliant Idiots, all that. But I, y'all might be my favorite podcast. Bro, so bro. you like you like the Black No Jumper, for sure, bro. Yeah, all we, day. Yeah, we the best. And then, and then to be honest, it is weird because like, I can't believe I'm talking to T Rail right now because I remember seeing this nigga just around L.A. And being like, yo, like here we go. That's like that's grind. Like, like you know, what I'm saying? Like, like like oh even no, nah. <laughs> oh nah, it's just like it's just he like even like even like even before the even before the tiger shit. Like it was just like yo, like yo, you know what I'm saying? Like he just looked mean, you know what I'm saying? And so it's just like it, 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 to be honest, like that was a reason why I put the podcast because y'all kind of like. Like I don't want to say the dynamic, like, y'all man. like y'all like normalize like quote unquote hood and show like a, a more like you know quote unquote normal side. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's and it's, it's it's fun to watch and it's and it's cool, bro. I appreciate that, yeah, bro. Yeah. I don't appreciate you walking around here calling me hey, grimy. I didn't not, not grimy, but just like oh shit, like you know what I'm saying? Like I thought I was. Yeah, no, nah, he ain't. Like, I was playing. Look at you now, oh, man. You know what I'm saying? He's a good guy now. Thing, I'm up here smiling with y'all. That's what yeah, I'm saying, man. man. No, for real. Yeah. I was that fucked up of a person. Well, that's the thing. I never knew what you did. You just looked like you did. <laughs> like, that's the difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't, you know? And then come to find out, he in the, in the garage with his homies and they practicing their moves and shit. You feel me? To come out and intimidate. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I see what he's saying. I get it. I get it. I, get I mean, because we got that certain dance. Yeah, I already know. Yeah. And then he's he was like, "How y'all know how to do that?" So, so crazy. I said, "Nigga, we used to practice that." <laughs> we used to no, I be... think I, I think I did see a video of Mac Wap with uh with Q in the hotel, like just dancing. You know what I'm saying? You have to practice. You gotta that you shit. gotta practice that shit. Like, ain't no way Smack ain't, ain't no practicing way. In the mirror at home, bro. <laughs> no, he probably is. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. The moves is too, is too crazy. Too crazy. Right? It's yeah. too like it's one, two, three steps. Smack man. be ready when any party happen. Oh, he be on. ready. I follow him on the ground. He he it's gonna over. be he gonna be in the movie one day. Bro. You gotta put him in the I'm movie. Sure, put him. How you talking about? He gonna be in the movie one day? Like you ain't a director to put. <laughs> 
Smack in movies. I'm for sure putting Smack in movies. You hear that, Smack? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Movie coming. Calmatic, man. If y'all don't know, my man is really... He really came up from the bottom, homie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he really came up from the bottom. Like, this is real. Are you the real definition of making it happen and reaching a pinnacle that, like, you know, we will only dream to reach, especially as a black man in this entertainment industry. You know what I'm saying? In like, Los Angeles. In, in Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a real... I'm blessed, bro. But, you know, it's every day, like, when I, when I create, like, my goal is to, like, you know make sure that people see people like y'all because that's what inspires my creativity. It's not just like I'm some like, you know, nigga that got these genius ideas. Like I'm referencing the culture. Like when I see y'all talk on No Jumper, I'm taking that lingo, I'm taking that energy and I'm trying to find a way to put it on a big screen. You know what I'm saying? So that's like, that's my, that's my whole approach to filmmaking. So you got a movie coming out right now. Yeah. Um, and it's House Party. Yep. And AD's a part of it. AD man, AD got a AD's AD got a, a scene. part of it, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, AD man. has got the single. Hey, I got a part in there, and my boy said, "Oh, we want you to be." Uh, we need a song in there too. I see. Yeah. So AD plays a baby daddy in the movie. Oh, he's already that. <laughs> <laughs> two times. Oh, two times. You know what I'm saying? He playing he, himself. He a baby daddy, but also like he he got a song. He got a song in the movie too, and it's just you know this film is is like. And I'm not saying this because I'm from L.A., but this like this film is a L.A. story. You know what I'm saying? It's about two dudes who um, who throw like hole in the wall functions. You know, we all been in them functions at whoever house and you see smack dancing in the middle like them functions. Um, they try to raise money to throw a party. They get beat up by the bullies and they can't throw the party no more. So they side hustle as they clean houses and they end up cleaning LeBron's house. And LeBron is away on vacation. And so they decided to throw the party at LeBron's crib. So they invite all the homies from, Some shit. from Western and all the homies from the hood, or Fig, whatever, you know what I'm saying, to the hood, all the way to the hills. And I know that sounds like a, a, a weird, far-fetched concept, but, like, that's some L.A. shit. Like, only in L.A. could you be on Vermont and look up in the hills and see the Hollywood sign. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And actually or, go there. And go there and be 20 minutes away from LeBron's house. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a very unique... LA story. You know, I don't know what's going on in the, in Nebraska, but niggas in Nebraska know what's going on in LA. He do another shot. Pop, pop, pop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, so it's just like it, it was. It was. You know, my challenge was to like really tell that LA story, how we grew up. You know, being from where we from, and then going trying to live that life. You know what I mean? Mixing some implants, some people that's coming to LA to live that Hollywood life, throwing some celebrities, throwing some you know functions. Like it's it, it's that energy, man. So it's. It's going to be dope, man. It's really something for the world, but it's really something special for L.A. people, for sure. Yeah, you got a unique eye, man, and you really know how to capture, you know what I'm saying, the essence of everything that's, that is L.A., you know what I'm saying? I've yeah. been watching you, too, for a long time, not knowing that I'm watching you. Mm. Like, okay, like, that's Cal Maddox. Like, he did that. Like, yeah. I didn't even know who the fuck your name was. Yeah. But I just knew, like, oh, he did that, or he fucking with him, or he did that. Like, okay, this is crazy. Like, so, you know, like... I know, like, everybody should be appreciating this nigga right now that's Real in Los shit. Angeles. Like, if you know, the younger generation. Because sometimes, you know, our younger generation be lost as fuck, you feel me? And they don't be knowing shit. So we, we got to stay in tune with what's going on and our pioneers, you feel me? Like, and you, and you one of them guys. Like, you've done so much and you've been through a lot. Like, but, you know, like, I always start off 
you know, what uh, on no jumper would like, okay, well, tell me your um from the beginning, you feel me? Because so we can enlighten these kids so they can go start doing their backstory. Because these fans right here, when they go dig, you know what I'm saying, and they go do their research, these motherfuckers <laughs> is crazy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, uh, Calmatic be already. That's all. Oh, it's over. <laughs> Who hey, just said I, it hey, now? Hey, like Smack said, I come in peace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, yo, put peace. my nigga on the red. Yeah, they gonna flame your ass. Peace, yeah, my man. nigga married and all that. <laughs> <laughs> I come in peace. <laughs> I come in peace. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but you know one thing that I think is dope too. People like you show the youth that you don't have to be a rapper and a ball player Bruh. and fall under that stigma. Like you went from shooting music videos to directing movies. Yeah, and just kind of tying it back to, like, the beginning, like, you know, I grew up in L.A., South Central, Inglewood, kind of all over the place. Um, but I think, like, a big part of my journey is when I was in elementary, I went to this after-school program on 91st and Western. Mm. It's called Al Wooten Heritage Center, and it was one of those, like... Is that by Jesse Owens? Right by Jesse Owens. Mm -hmm. uh, it's crazy, because G.I. Joe used to go with me, uh, used to go up there with me. So, like, that's the kind of place it was, where it was, like, keeping kids out of the street. R.I.P. And this is when I was, like, nine, you know what I'm saying? And they had a computer lab. So while everybody was playing basketball, shooting pool, you know, doing whatever, I was the kid in the computer lab trying to figure out, like, the computer, you know what I'm saying? Going on the internet, playing with software, and, like... By the time I was like, you know, out of elementary, I was like a tech nerd, like back in the day, like right when the internet like really blew up. So I was just always this tech nerd and that that kind of, um, that curiosity with tech led me to music. And so, you know, I found out how to like download Fruity Loops and now I'm a producer. So I'm making beats. I'm trying to be the next Kanye, the next Ninth Wonder. You know what I'm saying? And so I started meeting music homies. So, you know, I, I, I came across people like Overdose Casey Veggies, Dom Kennedy, just on some music shit. But at the same time, I'm the tech, I'm the tech nerd. So when I'm in the studio and they need somebody to like design a MySpace page, mm -hmm. I was I was the dude that did that. When they needed the album cover, I was the dude who did that. And it's funny, me and my boy Byron, like we we pieced up, we put together our money, we got we got a camera, we was like, yo, we're gonna start a, a business. We're gonna start doing album covers, we're gonna start doing, you know, flyers for parties. Like I did Dom Kennedy first album cover. Casey Veggie's first mm. album cover, um, design you and I's MySpace. Remember you and I? Mm -hmm. um, and so anyway, you know, I'm and that's how that's how I got in with overdose. I was just like, you know, the homie that was making music, making beats, um, but I got this camera, so I'm taking pictures. But then one day, uh, long story longer, I went home one day. This is off of like Florence and Normandy when I was living over there. <clears throat> Somebody broke in my crib. Took all your shit. Stole my camera, stole my laptop, stole my speaker, stole all my equipment. And then my mom was like, well, you know we got renter's insurance. And I was like, okay, cool. What, like, she was like, what kind of camera did you have? And I was like, oh, I had like a little Canon Rebel, you know what I'm saying, a little small, little SLR. She was like, no. What kind of camera you had the you one? Have? I had the red cam. And yeah, so, and so, uh, so instead of telling her I had that little camera, I told her I had a Canon 7D. Allegedly. That, that, yeah. <laughs> now nah, we way past the, whatever that is. <laughs> it's funny, my mom, she'd be like, don't tell nobody. I was like, Lemonade, go get your nah, ass. So you know, yeah. We, yeah, we did that. And then, and then instead of telling her I had a little Dell that could like barely hold a charge, you know what I'm saying? You have to like duct tape the charger to the computer. I told her I had a brand new MacBook Pro 17 inch, extra, extra hard drive space, you know what I'm saying? So now, when I go back to the studio with the homies, I'm filming them, you know what I'm saying? So I'm with overdose every day. I'm going to these shows in Lamar Park filming Anderson Pack when he first started off. 
And I'm like, yo, let me let me film the video. Let me let me let me practice on y'all. Let me do it for free while I figure this shit out. And it just so happened that Overdose, who was my homies, they just so happened to be some of the most talented artists ever. And so I was able to kind of practice my skills with some super dope artists and and in return they was getting dope videos. Hold oh, on, yeah, before we already know. <laughs> but, but but before we get into overdose, yeah. rewind. <laughs> <laughs> we going back to high school. We going back, you know what I'm saying, just when you graduated. Yeah. I'm saying when do we become when do we fall in love with music and want to become a rapper? Man, I mean... Oh, you trying to skip past that. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I mean, I said it. I used to make beats and I used to rap, bro. I used to really be a rapper. <laughs> yeah, like, I spit had... some... Spit this... <laughs> Never. No. 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 Nah, you was in the video. You was going crazy. Oh, you see, y'all? Yeah, see, I you know, see you. The funny thing about hey, him... Josh, say, pull it up. The funny thing about him saying that is that he for sure asked somebody about that shit or did some research or something, bro. I definitely did some yeah, research. But, I yeah, but I used, to, I used to rap, bro. I used to... I used to... I'm not, I'm not telling nobody my rap name. You gotta, you gotta figure it out. I'm sure the Reddit probably gonna figure that shit Renner's out. Renner's insurance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they um, on your ass, huh? Um, but yeah, man, I mean, that that was that was my thing. I was really rapping. It's funny because I was at the pit, you mm -hmm, know. The pit. I, I wasn't battling, but I was actually beat battling at the pit, you know, in, in, um, in West L.A. I was doing the beat battles because they had those before the rap they battles. They definitely had that. You know what I'm saying? And um, and I performed there a couple of times when it was, when they changed it to this, uh, this spot called The Spliff. It was the same mm -hmm. place, but it was rapping there. So yeah, I used to rap, bro. I, I'm, on, I'm on a couple of mixtapes here and there. You was cool though. Which, which, which you, was, yeah. you was cool. Yeah, I was. I was, you was, I was cool. Tight. It's funny because I got a homie, uh, my homie Chris, who was a writer for Insecure. He used to rap with me back in the day too. And it's funny because we'd be like, man, these niggas don't know. Like, we got was, way more bars really than all these. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can really <laughs> rap, you know? And it wasn't like, oh, some like, I'm a rapper. Like, I was really like spitting, trying to be like yeah. miracle, miracle type shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's funny because that's kind of like what influences my filmmaking. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really. I'm not just like, oh, I'm, I'm a filmmaker. I'm just doing a bare minimum. I'm approaching film as if it's music. And it's a little offbeat, you know, a little more like technical, you know, type of shit. And that's kind of how I, you know, find my rhythms and how I edit videos and how I do everything. It's all done with a musical sense. Like, I don't, I'm not like a big film dude. Like, I don't know about every movie, every actor. But I kind of like to say that I'm a I'm a rapper or a producer or a hip hop head that just so happens to be making film right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With overdose, you said they you know you had a good time with them. Like you you did a lot with them. They taught you a lot. You know what I'm saying? I I really love that group. I wish they could have stayed <laughs> together. They had so much fucking potential. You know, like and then you you was just that one to just like psh, skyrocket out of there. Like, do you still keep in touch with them and still like kind of like you know, try yeah. to mend things together? Yeah, bro. I mean, and, and House Party Kent and June they got mm -hmm. songs on the soundtrack. That's June right. is in House Party. Cream is in House Party. I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Overdose. Like those are like like not only were they the best group or whatever, but they but they still are the best group. Especially if I don't, don't want to make it like a LA thing, but like there hasn't been a group to Since? come out of LA with that type of energy, bro. Did you do that video where they had the eyes poking I did, out? I did every video. I'm trying for to make it yeah. sober, mama. Yeah, Pas yeah, I did, yeah. Pasadena, uh, Lauren London. Wait, am I wrong? 
Dub was from Overdose, right? Yeah, Dub. Desto, Shout out to Desto Dub. Like Desto Dub is was like from a, Overdose. Desto, like, like Overdose used to say the word like Des. That was their whole little like See, thing, and and it was it was Dub and homies. I know him as Tapman Dub. Tapman Dub. We got videos. Tapman Dub before he was Desto yeah. Dub. So when you wearing your cough syrup, the homie know how to do tattoos. Yeah, even wow. even, yeah. even even the cough syrup thing like that 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 thing that went viral when he was like you know getting him dubbed by the cops. That's awful mm-hmm. lot of cough syrup. Like that was at an Overdose video. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's all connected. You know what I'm saying? I think the thing about Overdose, bro, to this day, we be listening to unreleased music they got with Pharrell and all these dope producers. And it's just like, it's still the best. And I think it's funny, you know, back in the day, I remember we were um, we were talking to Taz Arnold, right? I know you know Taz. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I remember we became the Taz because we wanted to work and we was like, yeah, man, like... Um, you know, this music we got, man, this shit is like ahead of its time, bro. We on some like some future shit. And I remember Taz telling us like, that's cool, but you don't want to be ahead of your time. You want to be right on time. And I think that's just what it was with them. They was just too ahead of their time, bro. Like the world wasn't ready for that concept. Like they had a comedian in the group yeah. before Watts Homie Kwan and, and, and Ha Ha Davis. And we was doing skits in like 2010. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it, it was just all like it was a lot, you yeah, know. The fashion it, was crazy. Videos, the fashion, the June visuals, was crazy. Like, them videos was, was amazing. Awesome though, LA back then. shit, like they all went to Audubon. You know what yeah. I'm saying? These is like hood LA niggas. That's like way more advanced than Outkast. You know what I'm saying? Not to mention the producers who went on to work with Kendrick, and you know it's it, it's it's still something that has yet to be uh, matched. And and to I be agree. honest, I tell them to this day, like. I know Kent doing his thing, June doing his thing musically, but if them niggas decided right now to just like get back and become a group, they still could get it popping for sure. They for definitely sure. can flirt. And Dub, you gotta come back too. Yeah, Dub, like think about all that quote unquote clout that has like, you know, me, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing the videos, like we we lit, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's it's one of those things where it's just like, I think the experience of being with them is it was, it was it was more uh important than than the actual music. And I think the brotherhood and like, you know us knowing each other and the friendships, like that's something that's that we hold dear versus like like what we actually accomplished and like, you know, where we are now. I know you had to have a team with you because like what it, what went into that process, you know what I'm saying, creating those treatments for those videos because you just kept getting better and better and better. Was that just all you or was it just like a collective, you know what I'm saying, collective ideas? I mean, to be honest, some of that shit was just me, but then a lot of it was like Kent or June just being like, yo, I want to fly on Crenshaw. And I'd be like, how the fuck I'm going to do that? You know what I'm saying? I don't know how to use, <laughs> so I would figure it out. So we, yeah. we would spend days on days like trying to figure out how to make this nigga fly on Crenshaw. And then if you look at some of the videos, it's a scene where they on the Crenshaw wall mm-hmm. and then they fly into the sky. Or Kent, you know, he would, he would just come up with ideas like, yo, I want to be a werewolf. Or even to this day, Kent would call me and just be like, yo, I got this song. I want to be on a horse driving down Slauson. <laughs> Like with like flames going, I just <laughs> be, be like, horse and I, and like it sound crazy, but like we can do that. Visually, you know what I'm saying? it look, so look good too. They kind of they kind of challenge me, and and you know June, you know how crazy June is. He'll just send me a picture of like some weird shit and be like, can we do this? And I'll be like, I don't know, but let's try it. And then within that process, we would find something else that's unique, and that's what we would do. You know what I mean? So. It, it was definitely all everybody putting their heads together, just trying to figure shit out, bro. But so did did Kendrick hit you? You know what I'm saying? Being inspired inspired by overdose videos, or was this before? It was around the same time. Like when I started working with Kendrick, I was just a fan. I remember when he first like changed his name to to, to mm-hmm. Kendrick, 
That was, hey, my, that, hey, that was that. yeah, that was my first time discovering him. And I literally hit him on Twitter. It's funny because I think the tweet is low-key still up. But I tweeted him like, why are you so underrated? You know what I'm saying? And he was like, man, I don't know. The industry just need to catch up with, you know what I mean? Just like some responding to his fan. And then I was like, well, I do videos, bro. Like, I'll do some, I'll do it for free. Like, let me know. Hit me up. And then I met, I met with him, you know what I'm saying? I forget where. I met him in Carson at the, you know, the top at the old studio. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then, and then you know, I shot two to three videos with him back in the day for free. And that was just like. Like, like that monster video. Monster was, freestyle. Yeah, that monster freestyle. Cut that you was off. Cool. Yeah, then he really started getting like it's the artistic level was just like on a whole nother level too. Like, and I know he wants to be super involved in everything he does too. So, like I was asking you about the treatments, like did you and him come together? Because I know a lot of artists they'll probably take like your they'll take your lead on shit, but then you got artists that's like you know what, nah, me and you gotta come. You know what I'm saying? To come yeah. together and do some shit. Like is is Kendrick like that? No, nah, well, you know, day free is also part of the creative process, mm -hmm. right? And like yeah. over the years, I've been, I've been in touch with free with with Dave because like you know that was that was my last video I did was the Monster Freestyle, and then he just took off. So every album I'm hitting Dave up after the album come out, like, yo, bro, I got this treatment for this song, uh, and and nothing would happen. And then the next album come out, yo, I got a treatment for this song. So I was been trying to get videos with Kendrick ever since then, but then when uh, Morale came out, I just kind of like sat back and was like, I'm just going to be a fan and just like, you know, take this shit in. And then next thing you know, I get a phone call, like, <laughs> let's yeah. do a video. And I had to kind of like, oh shit, kind of scramble. Um, and, you know, he didn't really give me, to be honest, he, I think over the years we've been keeping in contact and I've been showing him all my work. So he knows that I'm capable. So he kind of trusted me to just kind of go crazy and, and come up with my own concept. Um, and I think that the thing about, the thing that I, uh, I learned with uh, working with Kendrick this time is that, like I said, I hadn't seen him since Monster Freestyle. You know, like, when was that, like 2011 or something like mm -hmm. that? But I would see him on TV, you see him in the magazine, you see him in the videos, and you like, man, this nigga Kendrick is, like, glowing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's not the same Kendrick. Like, he's locked into a different mental space, and he's just, like like way better than all of us. Like he on some whole other shit mentally, right? And I remember being on set, you know, when we did Rich Spirit and, you know, after a couple of takes, we was just sitting there and I was talking to him and I was looking at him and I was like, looking at his face and I was like, man, this is the same nigga from 2011. He ain't changed. Not one bit. And I mm -hmm. think people think that, you know, you have to like lock in and like, you know, cut your hair off and dye your hair and like get a tattoo or do whatever to like reach this level of like whatever you know level that he's on but it's like nah he's been doing this same shit the whole time and i think it's consistency that's what got him to where he's at and so it kind of like reminded me like i ain't gotta be the perfect director i ain't gotta be the perfect filmmaker i just gotta show up and keep trying and keep trying and the next thing you know People gonna look at me and I'm I'm gonna be on no jumper and they gonna be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you a legend, you a goat. But With it's this like, grimy ass nigga. Yeah, but I'm yeah. Or you, mean, you know what I'm saying? But like, like you said, he's the, yeah. he's the same exact nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he ain't changed at all. And, I, and, I, and that's the same thing with me. Like when I did these movies, when I'm doing house party, I'm approaching it the same way I approach my overdose videos, where the, the actor come and be like, yo, can we uh can we fly up the stairs? And I'm just like. Shit, I don't know. Let's try it. You know what I'm saying? It's that same mentality. And, you know, I might fail. It might be weird or, you know, niggas might think the movie is whatever, whatever, but I'm still continuing. I'm still on my journey and, you know, who knows where I'm going to end up. Yeah, I wanted to ask you that because, you know, 
it, it be a lot of scrutiny out there when you remake movies. Oh, bruh. You feel me? Because like, it's like The Little Mermaid. Oh, they didn't like. They don't like that. Even though it's just like That's not a remake. That's because it's a black girl. But yeah, but yeah. still, like, we finna do like iconic shit. Yeah. This but, is like some shit that, okay, maybe... I don't know, but it's a wobbler. <laughs> it is a wobbler. It's a wobbler. It is so a wobbler. how do you feel? Like, how do you take that? You know what I'm saying? Because that's a lot of shit on your shoulders to take. You feel me? It's cool, bro. But, like, I'm sure y'all know with the Reddit and all that. But, like, even with Twitter, it's like people just be talking, bro. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, like, to be honest, the average nigga that go to the movies, like, on a Saturday ain't on Twitter. So you can't look at that as, like, that's the general consensus. But, you know, as far as, like, people not liking the remakes, I think that's just a sign that that they low-key old. You know what I'm saying? Like, this ain't for you. You think when the original House Party came out, 35-year-olds was running to go see that movie? No, nah, it was, like, teenagers and, like, you know, college kids. And you'll never see the college kids tweeting about, oh, shit, they remaking the movie. Look at Top Gun. They was like, oh, they gonna do another Top Gun? They was like, oh, I don't know about this. And it came yeah, out. Bro. And it, to me, it's better than the first one. Bro, that shit was good. It's an amazing movie. Bro, and it's, but, it, but even like, um, and it's interesting too, because like even the, the movie House Party, right? Like that is a movie that should get made every 10 years. Mm -hmm. Because all it is is like a snapshot of the culture at that time. Imagine if they made, I mean, they did make a lot of house parties. Like, I think this is low-key, like, house party six. Yeah, one, yeah. three, <laughs> yeah. one, one but, two, and three is what we, uh, yeah, we yeah. fuck with. Yeah, but also that's because that's when we started, like, mm -hmm. getting older. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, to be honest, the last house party was, like, kind of weak. Like, yeah. like, just, like, not good at all. But um, I feel like 10 years from now, it should be it should be a house party where they playing the music that that generation listens to. And in 20 years, you know what I'm saying? Every generation should have their own house party. Why not? But I, I had an idea a long time ago about a house party movie involving Chris Brown and Tiger. They they <laughs> took this to Jamie Foxx. Now okay. Kyle Maddox, you feel me, is doing a movie house party. That would have been cold too. I think Kyle Maddox took my idea. <laughs> hey, man. you for sure wrote yourself in the movie. Huh? <laughs> it was a bunch of it was a bunch of, it was a bunch of stories. Like I think people were saying like uh, people were saying like uh, like Ray Schremer was supposed to do it or like yeah. like even it's funny because people like to this day be on Twitter like man they need to remake House Party they need to make they need to make uh, the baby the bully and. I you mean, because it's like around 2015, 16, like everybody was big, but like kind of like still on the same level, mm -hmm. playing, yeah. you know, level playing field. So like a house party, like, and you know, old house party, everybody was in that bitch. TLC was going yeah, crazy. But that's, like, what, that's what this so, movie yeah. is, bro. It's Immature. A lot, it's a lot of yeah. people. It's a lot of cameos in this movie. And I know that's like, oh, it's a bunch of cameos. But no, like, you got a lot. But it, and I know, I know, but it's the right cameos. And yeah. once again, nigga, it's L.A. Like, yeah. it ain't nothing to go to a house party in the hills and see a bunch of celebrities. Like, that's regular. That's normal. <laughs> that's super regular. And so I think, like, that's what I wanted to do. And you know what I'm saying? That's the, um, that, that was the goal. And then, you know, kind of going back to the remake thing, like, you know, I'm remaking White Man Can't Jump, or I did that. That uh, T-Rail is in? <laughs> yeah, T-Rail and Duno, man, got, a, Duno. Got, a, got, a, got a spot. Man, I'm going to tell you like this. <laughs> I, I'm glad there's people out there like you because when I pulled up, she was like, this your trailer. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I got a trailer. My is my name on that bitch. She was like, no, your name ain't on it yet. <laughs> it just said talent three. I'm like, fuck it. I, I wrote my name on that bitch. You still a nigga right? though. You still a no, nigga. I wrote my name You're on still it. Still a nigga for sure. And she was like, okay, well, you go to wardrobe, you can get your hair cut. Here goes some, you know, free food. We're gonna have the security walk you down. I go down there, Count Matt. He like, okay, oh, sit down here, the director. <laughs> I'm like, oh bitch, I'm balling. <laughs> I, 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 two seconds in the movie. 
No, you you got a good part in the movie, bro. Like I know it felt like two seconds, but you play like a like when shit hits the fan, it's because of T Rail. Like T Rail in real life, he, he instigated. Oh my he, god! Like he, Firestarter. He's the reason why shit hits the fan in the movie, <laughs> right. which is so funny. He keeping it authentic. And yeah, so and it's funny because like that's my whole approach to like filmmaking, right? It's like I'm just referencing. I mean, to 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 make it a musical thing, I'm sampling like my my life and like what I look at and my experiences. And I try to like, you know, flip it into something on the big screen. So when I think about when I'm reading the script and it's like, yo, there's a, a dude with his phone inst instigating the fight. I'm like, who could do that? Like, who do I know that could be an instigator? This you know what man I'm right and I'm here. like, boom, t real. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy, and, bro. You know, luckily, I have the power to kind of like, you know, cast mm -hmm. who I want. And I still made him audition. Like, he had to like do his little thing with the phone and everything. Hey, but the funniest shit, he showed me the line. And he said he said it in like 30 different <laughs> 30 different so world star world star world star oh yeah world no star. just all jokes world star all jokes aside when i got on set i was like damn i'm gonna be in transformers as it is <laughs> no nah, dog no nah. i mean to be honest bro like it's funny because like like you really did a good job, bro. Like, and Duno did his thing too, bro. Like Duno, Duno got Duno got a dope scene with Andrew Schultz, bro. So it's like, it's like him, Jack Harlow, and Andrew Schultz, and like he he did his thing, bro. And it's like you know when we tested tested at the movie with the the audience, like he got a really big laugh. And also once he came on screen, when they saw him, you would hear people like, oh shit, like oh is that Duno? You know what I'm saying? So it's once again, it's like. You know, it's, this is the culture. You know what I'm saying, and I, I feel like like it's my responsibility to make sure that the culture that we know is like presented to the masses, bro. A rewind again. So we go rap. You yeah. know, we go director. But when did you figure out we wanted to go movie director? What brought you over that? What brought you over the top there? Well, I mean, so you know, I was doing music videos, and like the more success overdose got you know they got signed so like the budgets got bigger and i was able to develop relationships with other artists like other bigger artists so started working with pharrell started working with childish gambino and anderson pack like on another level and you know i started doing some commercial work i did old town road i did that music video mm. um and you know, I got a Grammy off of that. You know Let's what I'm saying? Talk about it. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got the VMA and the Grammy for for video of the year. Wow! Um, so from, I'm up here with a Grammy award winning yeah, bro. director. VMA <laughs> winning too. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? I, didn't know that I love. That's how regular we is out here. Yeah. I really did not know that, man. Congratulations on that, bro. Yeah, and, it, and even if you go back and look at that video, right? It's like. You know, I remember when they, I remember when they sent me the song, right? I, I had just got married. I was on the honeymoon for like two months, and uh, they sent me an email like, "Yo, can you write a treatment for this song?" And I remember being like, "All right, let me just figure this out, get back in the groove of working." And they played the, I played the song, and I'm, just, and I literally responded back to the email, "Is this a joke?" And I was old time wow. row, right? And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm about to write a treatment anyway, just to get back in the groove." And then, you know, I thought to myself like. What would it be like, you know, an episode of Atlanta if like a cowboy came back to the hood, a cowboy from the past came back to the hood? Like, how would that, you know, how, what would that look like? And I thought about it in the, from an LA sense too, right? So that's why I got like Watts Homie Quan in the video. Mm -hmm. We got Vince Staples. You know, the idea is that if a cowboy came back, he like niggas in the hood would be taking pictures of him, trying to race their Impala versus their horse. You know, just doing weird shit. 
you know, when he get his his uh his big cowboy suit, he get it custom made at the Slauson. You know what I mean? Just like all those references are in that video, but it's literally the biggest song ever. You know what I'm saying? So like that, like I said, that's my formula is just taking my 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 uh, surroundings and finding a way to flip it and make it you know mainstream. That's so fine. Speak. How was it being around that young man? Because he didn't come out as being gay then too either. No, nah, he was good. He was cool, bro. I mean, he was super nervous. Like it was his first time being on camera, and I remember. Like, we were filming on, like, a Friday and then a Monday, right? And so on Friday, he was, like, hella nervous. Like, I remember him coming to me, like, man, you think this is cool? Like, you think this is going to work? And I was like, yeah, bro, you straight. Like, this shit's cool. And then um, and then that Saturday, he performed for the first time. He performed Old Town Road in front of, like, who knows, 100,000 people, and they all knew it. And it was his first time performing it. And he came back to set on Monday with a joint in his mouth. What's up, what's up Kyle? Nigga. What we doing, baby? That's you know what I'm saying? Different nigga. Like, he was, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. He was different then. Then once he came out, everything was pink cowboy. Yeah. And the whole little shit. He he started transitioning crazy. Yeah, I think I think he just felt like confident that people fuck with him. Yeah. And as long as people fuck with him, he was like able to like. And he was super smart, bro. Like he would tell me certain shit, like, "Yo, we should make this scene like five seconds long because that's how long." you know, TikTok is, and, like, we can make this into a clip, you know what I'm saying? Like, this should have go viral just by just this clip alone. And so we kind of use that formula to create, like, a big music video. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so all, all that stuff was happening for me. I was doing, you know, the Old Town Road. I did, I did like, two Super Bowl commercials in one year, and, and this is, like, all happening at one time. And I remember they announced that um, the writers from Atlanta were writing the house party script. And so I knew them from working with Childish Gambino and working with Overdose. And so I literally DM the writer like, yo, bro, I need, I need first dibs on House Party. And mm. to be honest, I was just like capping, just being like, you know how niggas be when they... Trying to see yeah, if they gonna answer. Yeah, you just kind of... And I know him, but like he, he didn't even respond. But like I know him, but like I wasn't expecting to really do it. And then by the time they finished the script and they needed a director, I was the first call. And so I was like... You know, all this shit lined up. I got the Grammys. I got all these commercials on TV. You know, it, everything worked in my favor. And I was able to go in there, take the script, re remix a few things, put AD's song in the script. Like, this is the song that should be playing because this is some L.A. shit. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and you know, I resubmitted the script, and they loved it, and we, we started making it. I, I mean, that, that's crazy, man. You're doing Super Bowl commercials. You're directing shit, directing music videos. Like... I, I can't hang around that many white people, man. I mean, <laughs> nigga, yes, you can now. I, I don't think they'll like me. I should be like, man, these niggas ain't gonna like me, man. I don't know, but I'd be like, you really doing a great job for, you know what I'm saying, for people to pick you first, for you to be the first option to take your direction on shit. Like, that's really crazy, man. And, you know, but, you know, Besides the director shit, the big shit, like, I used to love those key moments, you know what I'm saying? Now that I look back at them and I know that was you, like, I'm like, damn, that was good. You capturing Nipsey on these key moments, mm -hmm. you feel me, on Sloss, and, and then you capturing uh, Big Sean with, um, yeah. with Taz Arnold, you yeah. feel me, doing a lookbook. Yeah, I was there for that. That's crazy. Yeah, it's funny, like, the whole Tisa thing, like, I was, I used to follow Taz around, like, doing all his, like vlogging and like video you know video shit back in the day him and bailey and all them so i uh -huh. know like 
the whole, you know, Tiger and all that. Ins and outs, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure, bro. Tiger yeah. had did it first before Big Sean, but then, like, he had wore yep. his clothes, yeah, yeah. But then Big Sean, like, you know, he was like, I'm going to take this. I'm going to do the yeah. lookbook, nigga. Yeah. Shame on yeah, you, Yeah, that was man. a big deal. That shit, yeah. That was at the time, deal. that was a big brand. That was a big brand. deal, lucky. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted a Tisa hat bad. I couldn't get one. We was yeah, wearing bro. Tisa hats so much. Like, he... And he used to come over to the house, and that's how we started Last Kings. I'm like, bro, yeah, like, I already, I already what know. does this mean? You feel yep. me? Like, what do you what do you represent? And, see, and he started breaking it down to me. See, the thing about Taz, too, Taz is just like, I love Taz so much because he's so, like, you know, mentally Bruh, on a whole nother level. Super intellectual, yeah. But at the same time, this nigga went to Washington. <laughs> Crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I think, like, it's funny because I actually met Taz on a Kanye West video, video shoot. I was an extra in a Kanye video. And I saw him, and I saw him with Kanye, and I kind of, like, knew about him a little bit, and that's when I first met him. But I had no clue, like, he was from the city like that. And he just kind of reminded me, like, yeah, you don't have to be, you can be from wherever, you know what I'm saying, and still be on another level, you know what I'm saying? And that's, he's just super inspirational forever for that. Like, the whole Virgil, all that, Kanye, it's Taz. It's Taz. It's Taz. It's not even Kanye, it's Taz. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, man. Man, driving them BMWs, yep. you feel me? Old polo shit, cracking yep. vintage shit. Vintage. Shout out Taz Arnold, yep. you feel me? Like, and I hit that nigga too, like, bro, uh, can I interview you? Yeah, y'all know. It's almost like, <laughs> it's almost like him, Virgil. He, yeah. he oh. answered. He answered. He's like, for sure, probably like the end of the year or something. I'll fuck with you. Like, yeah, <laughs> his, story, his story is so deep, bro. And it's like, it's a real LA story. And I think like, his story, like when, when we talk about LA, we talk about it the same way, you know, like, you know, my, my dad grew up on, like, you know, Broadway and, you know, and, and, and 61st and Broadway. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where my, fa- my, my dad's family is from. And so, like, I grew up in Inglewood. And so I remember, like, being with my dad, just, like, driving through the city and going from Inglewood to South Central and just, like, seeing the, the way the, the, the architecture of the buildings, the colors of the buildings. Like, it's so funny. It's this house on, on Gage. And it's like, it's, like, on, like, Gage and, like, maybe, like, uh, Western. And it's like a three-story house, and it look weird. It got all these crazy oh, angles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know exactly what yeah, I'm talking about, right? Talking about. Like, that's like me and my dad, we used to drive past that house all the time, and we used to call it the crazy house because that shit looked crazy. <laughs> it looked crazy. It looked like, like a little kid drew a, a three-story house, and that's how they built the house, but it's in the middle of the hood. And I remember being a kid and, like, just driving past it, and, like, that sparked my imagination. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if I ever get a chance to make, like, a... A, a kids movie or a Wes Anderson type of, you know, Dr. Seuss type of movie, I'm referencing the crazy, crazy house. house. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just like growing up in LA and just seeing the colors and the way that the girls dress and like the gold necklace on the brown skin, like those are all my references that I try to sample in my work, like regardless of what it is, like I'm trying to bring that out, you know, throughout throughout everything I do. Yeah, I know you're trying to be the best too. Like, and I know you. Just talking to you, I feel like you know you haven't reached your pinnacle yet. Like you have, like you feel like you got way more shit to do. Like, like what are some of the things that you, you know, what I'm saying you wish you could do like right now as a director? Man, that's a good question. I mean, I don't know, bro. I mean, I, I'm 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 into history. I'm into like the history of LA, I'm into like the future of LA as well. And there's it so many stories, you know, I would love to make a movie about the LA riots. You know what I'm saying? Bro, what happened? I thought Cube was going to do it. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> there's a bunch of different scripts and there's a bunch of different people that have doing it, but like, you know, it's, it's, it, it's whatever that movie is going to be, it's going to be very expensive. So that means that the right person has to 
or not even the right person, but certain people are going to have like, you know, dibs on that because they can pay mm. for it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I got a couple ideas, but I just feel like, you know, when you see the movies about the hood, they don't be tapped in nah. like that. And I feel like I remember the riots so vividly. Like, I remember what I was wearing. I remember smelling smoke in the city and, like, you know, listening to the radio, hearing TLC on the radio. And, like, those memories are, are what I want to capture, not from a from a, a historical standpoint, like, with the cops and everything, but, like, what did it feel like to be in it? You know what I'm saying? To be running around, to go to your auntie house for the weekend, and then you come back home and you got a whole new bed set. <laughs> a whole new dresser. You got four VCRs in the living room. Like that's that was my experience. My, my OG told me that uh, he had got a whole bunch of sugar. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah, just had bro. a gang of Biggest sugar from the right. Shit. They, bro, you know whatever, whatever it was. You know it's crazy. Speaking of like polo and shit, right? So like, keep in mind, I was like ninety two, right? You know, like the the polo ninety two shit, right? So my dad worked at uh, Polo in Beverly Hills on the day of the riots. He he worked like the graveyard shift, so he woke up in the middle of the day. And didn't know what was going on. So he drove to work, wasn't no traffic. He gets to work. <laughs> he gets to work. And and he said the, the the boss was there and he thought my dad was coming to like get some like, like oh. to rob him. And so he just gave him a bunch of polo. So my dad got all the 92 polo shit. Wait, why he worked oh, there? Yeah, yeah. Crazy. But he got it for free because they thought it was like he was Here, coming. Here, you to take like, it, take yeah, it. Yeah, take, yeah, just take it. You know he still went back to work? Nah, I don't, I don't know what happened. Nah, nah he probably, said it's over. Nah, he found that. out. Yeah, yeah, he found out. Man, those memories of the riot was so crazy. I can, I can remember that shit too. Like, like you said, the smell, the smell what I was bro. doing. Like, I was, I lived on 88th and Broadway. Yeah. So between like 88th and like 89th, oh, yeah. it was like the Broadway stores. swap meet. Yeah, the furniture stores right across the street. Yep. I was seeing like Hispanic kids, nigga. Yep. They daddies holding like antique furniture on their back, running. Like, just, just, just on some, like, nerdy L.A. history shit, right? If you look at all those streets, right, if you look at, like, Florence and, like, uh, Manchester, even, even like, Slauson, like, by the swap meet, all these, like, weird little, like, small buildings, you don't know what's in there, and they all painted, mm -hmm. like, a gray color, right? It's because after the riots, like, those were, like, unclaimed businesses, and the city just came through and just, like, painted, painted. it just to make it look like it was some kind of presentable, but like that, those buildings are still, you know, kind of stuck in that time to this day. And that was the thing too about the riots that fucked me up was, you know, they got the 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 video, you could look it up, of them blocking Beverly Hills, the police oh, yeah. with the riot gear and stuff yep. like that. And you know, like when I was learning about it, like why it happened and everything, a lot of businesses were like our people, mom and pop shops mm -hmm. that got burnt down. Yep. It wasn't, you know everybody's mad and outraged, like, we fucked our own shit up, and yeah, they bro. blocked off the white areas and let us just tear this shit to pieces, bro, man. It's, That's it's, just it's, crazy. There's so many buildings that I don't think we even realized got burned down. Like, it's certain, like, I, I'll, I'll look at, like, pictures from the riots, and you'd be like, oh, shit, that 7-Eleven, mm -hmm. that burned down? I, did, I thought it was up the whole time. So it's just, it was just a time that I felt like I, I never seen L.A. be, be that united. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't nobody tripping. Everybody was out hunking the horn, burn, celebrating. You want to burn this? You know what I'm saying? And I think, and I think that that energy yeah. is like how I look at LA and like what I try to like, what I try to like recreate with all my projects. And hopefully, I'll be able to make a movie that can kind of like tap into that like real LA spirit. You know what I'm saying? We need it too, because the last, the last I would say good LA movie that I that I've seen was dope. 
Dope yeah. was like a yeah. like a hybrid. Yeah. And that's the first time I heard about Bitcoin on top of that, too. Bro, I tell people that all the time. Yeah. They was talking about Bitcoin in that movie. And not just a, not a movie, but a series. Snowfall is really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Snowfall, Snowfall is yeah. amazing. Yeah, I mean. Snowfall I, is I, really good. I, I was able to, to, to um, I was able to shadow John Singleton when he was doing the pilot for, for Snowfall. Mm. And I remember, shout out to Paul Stewart. He's like a music supervisor. He hooked me up with John, and I, I got to like follow him throughout the whole first episode, and like that kind of opened my brain up too to see him kind of do what I do now, which is like think about his past and how how LA was back in the day, and be able to recreate it. You know, like we would be in these like over there in the Avs or whatever, just filming, and he would be like, "Yo, in the in the '80s, they didn't have." bars on their windows because niggas wasn't breaking into houses mm -hmm. yet. Yeah. So like take those bars off. You know what I'm saying? Like little shit like that is like was like super inspirational. And like, you know, even even White Man Can't Jump, we got the whole camera crew and production design department from Snowfall to shoot Ooh, that movie. So that's it's, fire. it's gonna look like and I, I don't know if you remember, but we had black cameraman. We had, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah bro. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, my DP Maddox Upshaw, he's like black dude living in Inglewood one of the best DPs in the world, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, you know, just making sure that we continue that story beyond just the, what's on camera, but even behind the scenes, we got, you know, people from where we from, like, you know, getting it done. Cause those production crews are really important huh? because the lighting from Snowfall yeah, was like, I, I, you know, I was watching it too, but I, I, I should be in it too. For I sure. know about all this shit too, For but sure. I'm like the lighting. And this shit is what's like capturing. It's always dark. Yep. It's moody. It's trying to, you know what I'm yep. saying? You want to see what's going on. Even when it was sun, it was dark. When you walk in the house, like in the 80s, it was always dark. Yeah. Your mama used to be like, yeah. cut the fucking lights off. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, you know, mm -hmm. capturing those moments, it like, that shit is tight. So for you to have that crew, like, I know that shit gonna be dope as fuck. For yeah, real. Yeah, man. It's, 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 um, yeah, man. It's just, it's just like, like, as, as far as like what I want to, do next film wise like, I don't really know bro like I'm just I'm just kind of floating you know what I'm saying who knows these might be my my last two movies they might not fuck with me after these two but you know I'm gonna keep creating something tell me how you feel about <laughs> and we talked about it behind the scenes that uh the Warner merger with Discovery yeah because I remember like when I heard that they were like buying uh HBO yeah that they canceled so many movies yeah and I remember and I remember getting um, they gave me the invoice for the check for the movie, mm. for the song, and then they were like, oh, we don't know if the movie's going to be here now. And I was oh. like, shit! Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But how did you feel knowing, like, I put all this time into this movie, where something like um, the Batgirl movie that came out, the movie it, cost it so much. Out. Yeah, I mean, it didn't come out. They spent so much on that movie just to drop it. How did you feel that the movie almost didn't come out? You put yeah. all that time into it. Yeah, it was looking rough, bro. And it's crazy because, like, think about it. I I signed on to do this movie in 2019, right? So we started, you know, prepping for it right before COVID, and then COVID happened. So then we had to wait a whole nother year to start filming. And it was still COVID, you know what I'm saying? And then we did the movie. We had to replace actors. It was a lot of crazy shit. We ended up filming for 50 days, 20 nights, like, just, like, torture. I told somebody, like, I felt like, Filming my first movie was like being on Scare Straight Movie Edition. It was like somebody woke me up like, "You want to make a movie, nigga? All right, well, you gotta get it. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a, uh, I'm gonna give you a beloved title that everybody love. Everybody gonna judge it. I'm gonna give you. We gonna shoot it during COVID. You know what I'm saying? We gonna, I'm gonna give you all the obstacles. And if you make it through this, then you know you, you scare straight. You know what I'm saying? And so 
we went through all of that and you know the movie came um we edited the movie and then all of a sudden warner you know uh combined with discovery and they start chopping shit they started movies got the axe like they start taking shit off hbo max and we was like shit well we probably gonna be up next but when the the new owner came in he wanted to watch the movie with an audience and so we tested it in front of an audience at Magic Johnson on Crenshaw or whatever it is now. Yeah. And um and it scored better than it did when we tested it the first time. There we go. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, oh, this movie gotta come out. We can't not put this movie out. Um, so yeah, that's that's what happened. And you know. Thank you, New Warner nigga. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> what about like the politics like in the uh, movie industry? Have you ever experienced any of that, you know, being a young black man? I mean, to be honest, not not really. I mean, there's definitely just like, you know, people smiling your face and tell you one thing and then it'd be some whole other shit. But I think like for me, to be honest, like on a personal level, like sometimes when I'm on set, like when I'm doing commercials and when I'm doing stuff like with a new crew or something, I'll be walking to the set and they'll they'll be like, oh, uh, can you throw this in the trash for me? Like, oh, and I'm like, no. I'm like. And and they, they're like, oh, what, bitch, what, I'm Grammy. Or they say, or they say, like, or they say, like, what do you, like, what, 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 what position, what do you do? And I'm just like, I'm the director. <laughs> <laughs> and then, now you go give me a soda. Yeah. yeah and, and they hold demeanor change, like, oh, Shit. oh, you know what I'm saying, like, oh, oh, my bad, fuck, you know what I'm saying, and like, it's cool, like, I get it, like, I know I don't look like a, a director, like, you know, a white, white dude with a, a, a Dodger hat and you know, glasses and shit, you know what I'm saying, but. That's kind of the only thing I really go through, but that's only like here and there. But, you know, I try to make sure that I work with people that, you know, even working with LeBron's company in Spring Hill, you know, they're they're all about diversity and making sure that, you know, they empower people like me to like do the things the way I want to do them. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't really have too much pushback from the higher ups. And, and even when I do have pushback, you know, like, for example, we wanted to put back that ass up and in, in, um, in, in, in house party. But like. The, the studio didn't agree, and I had to, like, I had to, like... <laughs> that would have been... Come on, I'm like, man. yo, when the party is going on and you need the party to get that's back cracking, that's what you play, back that ass up. Everybody run to the dance floor. And so I had to, like, figure out, like, from a professional standpoint, how to, like, have an argument and how to, like, present my case and how to do, like, T-Rail and say, like, you know, based on the talent and, you know, all that, <laughs> yes. all that, all that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, and so I've, I've learned how to, like, you know... Um, kind of fight for what I want in like a professional way without getting ignorant or whatever. Let me ask you, speaking about LeBron, I seen that commercial you did. Yeah. Which, do you know what I'm talking about, T-Grail? The one with his son? No, so he I did I say, damn, you did that? <laughs> he did a commercial with LeBron talking to his younger self. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not his son, but his but younger his, self. Yeah, his younger self. You did that? Yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> I'm yeah. walk off this. And was that, was that was that was that NBA that Finals or Super Bowl? Which one that was, was Super Bowl? That was Super Bowl. So yeah. to see him do a LeBron commercial during the Super Bowl, and the way the cinematography looks on that motherfucker, I'm like, man, this guy's a goat, man. I gotta give you your flowers. I walked on that. onto Thank that you, set. I walked onto that set. Um, I think I, I did um, somebody podcast there. Uh, court, I think Big Court or whatever. I walked on to. He was like, this LeBron set. I was like, this the. Uh, he was sitting with his younger self right here. This is the set right here. This shit was about this big. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. damn, but that was a really, really good commercial. Amazing commercial. Amazing. Yeah. But, it's, but it's, it's funny, right? Like going back to just like me just referencing life, right? Like it was like LeBron in 2003 talking to his younger self. So we had to recreate LeBron's bedroom. 
we all know what bedrooms looked like in 2003, right? Posters on the wall, slam magazines, a brush with some Murray's grease, you know what I'm saying? Like the little eight CD changer, the CD book, you know, all that kind of stuff. We just brought to the space and we just, you know, made it feel authentic and, and you know, people, people love it. You know what I'm saying? It, it was definitely a... Um, when, you know, when they came up with that, when they came up with the idea, they wanted LeBron to talk to his younger self. We didn't know how he was going to do it. We was going to actually use his son, a whole bunch of shit. But you know, we worked with this company called The Mill, and they're like the top, you know, VFX company in the world. Like they do all the like deep fake shit, like all the shit that like Kendrick when he changed his face, all that kind of stuff. And we use that technology to kind of create like a, 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 younger, a, version. a younger version of himself. So yeah, bro, that shit was that shit was fun too, man. That's dope. What do you? What do you tell the younger generation here that's, you know, that, that's trying to do exactly what you're trying to do out here? Like, how do you help them? Man, there's a couple of different, like, theories and philosophies that I've, you know, came up with over the, over the years. But, you know, I think when it comes to, like, music videos, like, one philosophy I have is, like, what I did with Overdose, right? It's like, a lot of times people are like, man, how do I work with like dope artists? How do I do a video with Anderson Pack or Kendrick or whatever? And it's like, don't worry about that. You know how many rappers it is out here, bro? Just go find an artist that you really fuck with. And, lock and just in. lock in with them. And you do their videos, they give you content to do videos and y'all work y'all way up to the top. And if it don't work, at least y'all both got something out of it. He got some videos and you got some videos to show for your real. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if it's like, it ain't got to be hip hop. It could be a rock band. It could be a singer. Anything. It could be anything. Just like find somebody that you fuck with so that you're not just like stressing over working with a whack nigga. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, my other, my, other, I, uh, my other philosophy on, you know, just, just uh, quote unquote, getting to where I'm at is like what I said earlier is like realize that, bro, you, you're already doing it. Like, it's not, I'm not doing anything different than I was doing back in the day, bro. So if you want to make movies or you want to make clothes or you want to do whatever, just start, bro, and just do it. And it's going to eventually get to what you think you want, you know, uh, like over the course of the years or over the things that you go through, you might take a couple of losses, but it'll all end up, you know, getting somewhere um, if you start. Because essentially, too, building relationships is very, very important. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I felt like, you know, doing that LeBron James commercial, now you got my boy in the movie, you know what I'm saying, LeBron shooting at James. his house. Yep. It's like those relationships, just small little things, you feel me? And like, and being a cool person, good energy, you got to have those things. You feel me? You can't come in the room all, you know, fucked up talking shit. And just seeming like you the nigga, you know yeah. what I mean? Like people take heed to that type of shit too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You gotta really have good energy, you know, doing stuff. And I be trying to tell a lot of motherfuckers, you know, doing we, what we do here. Like you just like people seem like oh, okay, I could do what they do. You feel me? But like you still gotta be a cool person, man, and a kind person. And you kind of gotta change, you know. I don't want people like Kyle Maddox coming. And saying I'm a grimy nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like you don't want to have those kind of like things. Or like I gotta change, you know what I'm saying? And I think that, I think that's what y'all doing though. Like I think mm -hmm. you see more and more people want to be on Twitch, want to do yeah. podcasts, and it's just like yeah, like that shit is not. It shit don't get you nowhere, bro. Like it's all about just being cool and just having a good time and you know progressing. And don't let your uh, you know your past or where you come from determine who you are today. 
Yeah, but also use your past mm-hmm. as as ammo. Mm. Like I'm sh- like kind of going back to that thing about like you're already doing the thing that you're that you think you want to do. I'm sure when you get on a when you get on a podcast and you talk shit with eight, like you've been doing this shit. You've been yelling that smack. You've been arguing. It's regular. You ain't doing nothing different. You know what I'm saying? You just you just doing it on a different level. And I and think projecting it to the world. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. I think like. We just gotta, you know, but even just being where we from, like we gotta use that to our advantage and not be ashamed of it and lean into it and you know, cause it's not it's not all bad. It's beautiful, bro. Like it's it's like fig is beautiful if you look at it a certain way. If you squint your oh, eyes, no. back no, on listen, back, back on fig to be exact. Looking, no, if no, you're looking but, up. but yeah, but if you know what I'm saying, but if you squint your eyes like to the right way <laughs> from the middle of the yeah, palm tree up, you know what I'm saying? I'm just you saying, squint like, your eyes, you're gonna see like, some ass. You can, you can find the beauty in it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I'm sure it's some shit over there. It's a it's a house on one of these streets that's like a weird color. That's like man, that's a beautiful color. Like I'm a you know paint my house that you know whatever. Like I think like it's about perspective and how you. You know, because sometimes, like, I feel like sometimes when I was living over there, like, I had to focus on that to, like, stay, you know, from, from keep, to keep my mind from focusing on the other shit. So I had to find the beauty in the, in the, the tragedy, so to speak. Your body you know was saying? there, your mind was somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I think, like, that's, that's my, my um, you know, advice is for everybody just to, like, look around them and, like, find a beauty and, and then show the world. The beauty that you found. Okay, so how much did you uh, pay LeBron to be in that movie, bro? That's LeBron's movie. He he produced it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so I mean, I remember. Yeah. yeah. So it's free, free ninety nine for my boy LeBron. Isn't all the here. the remakes his from his company, correct? No, not all the remakes. Okay. So Spring so Spring Hill, LeBron and Mav, they had a deal with Warner Brothers. That's when they did uh, yeah. Space Jam, and they also mm. they, I think they did another show, but then they they did House Party. Um, and yeah, he's just a producer. Like he basically is like the highest, highest up, and everything got to go through him to get approval, casting, you know, locations, all that kind of stuff. And he's super cool, bro. And he loves film just as much as we do. And he just wants us to make. He just wants the creator to just do what he does. And, and I think that's you know like the perfect situation to work under. Yeah, he's a Los Angeles Laker. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, bro. Got a Los Angeles native to direct the video. You got Los Angeles natives in the in the movie. Yeah, like bro. you can't get like no better than that. Like that's super dope. Like I didn't even know his production company was doing like things like that. I knew that he did that commercial too, right? He Yeah, he well yeah. his uh his his uh marketing team helped like write the commercial. Mm-hmm. But even just on some LA shit, right? The person who wrote the commercial works for Spring Hill. Uh, his name is Dorado Quick. He went to St. Bernard's. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like he's just a regular nigga who loved comic books and loved writing, and he's writing commercials and and all kinds of like you know campaigns and for different companies. And it's just like you know what I'm saying? It's not like some you ain't got to go to the crazy college and and be on some nerd shit. Like it's just be yourself. Just be yourself, bro. And you can do fun things that don't have to do with the the negative side of the hood. Because you, know you never went to college, huh? I went to college, but I dropped out. I went to CSUN for like. See, he skipped that too. Hey, CSUN was <laughs> yeah. booming though. Oh, bro, what? That's yeah, what the girls was back then. So, yeah, yeah you bro. went to college for the girls. Bro, I, I, went to, I used to go to CSUN. I don't, I don't, don't say to... the wrong thing, you married. No, 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 no. No, I didn't even got to Bro, do that. I used to go up there. I didn't even go there and I was staying three, four days. I used to just go up there and then like not go to class and then yeah. go back home. Like, that's how I was. You know what I'm saying? My boy got a degree. He graduated. I was at the graduation. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I knew everybody in the graduation. Yeah, he graduated, though. You know what I'm saying? And and it's just, like, 
but yeah, I mean, but even at CSUN, like I, I've I met a lot of people. I met a lot of creative people that I still work with today. I met my best friend, who is the reason why I'm here today as well. So it's like, you know, college ain't, you know, I think college is bullshit, but the social aspect of it is definitely, you know, valuable. Why would you think college is bullshit? Because it's like, it's like when it comes to a degree, it's like, I mean, it depends on what you're doing, right? If you're a doctor, obviously you got to go to school or whatever, if you're a lawyer. But if you want to be a, a graphic designer, man, you, it's so many tutorials on YouTube. You can figure out everything, like... That's how I learned how to do videos. I just went on YouTube and, like, searched how to do this, how to do that. And, I mean, I, I wish I would have went to film school just so I can be able to, you know, articulate myself a little bit more to some, some of the people I work with on that film shit. But they know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Like, if mm -hmm. I say, you know, we need to do this, they know. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, I, 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 I deal with that so much. Like, yeah. I don't know how to articulate myself like the way. Well, maybe it's just me. Like, this is the way I want to talk. I want to I want to talk like Stephen A. I know, man. <laughs> I'm like, I wish I could argue with a nigga like that. See, but this this is the thing. I this, wish. This is the reminder, bro. It's like, nigga, you're, you're, you're speaking English, right? It ain't like you're speaking a whole different language. So yeah. it's up to them to, like, understand you. You know what I'm saying? Like, Stephen A. Smith ain't saying, I want to talk like Stephen A. Smith. He's just talking like himself. You know what I'm saying? And I think if you continue to do what you're doing, people going to understand your language, bro. I understand yeah. what you're talking about. You it's almost kind of like if you don't use, like, certain words, it's kind of like I feel like niggas judging, like, this nigga ain't educated. It's uh, not as a bitch. It's, uh, all, it's all about the knowledge, though. Yeah. I, I go through that a lot of times on set where, like, like for example, like, when you when the camera is panning, right, that means it's like a think about a pan, right? So that means when you're going from left to right. And when you boom, that means you go up and down. So I'll be like, yo, pan up. And they'd be like, you so can't, you can't, pan, you can't pan. But like, they know what the fuck I mean. Like, <laughs> pan up, nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Pan down. Boom, boom to the left. It's boom, sir. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like, and sometimes you get a you get a little asshole, a little nerdy. Oh, you can't you don't pan. know what you the fuck like, you're doing. But then those are people that don't be around that long because they don't yeah. have the people skills to, like, you know, communicate properly. So don't trip, bro. Like, trust me. I, every time I'm on set, I'm like, damn, I hope they don't realize I'm just a nigga. I ain't going to school. You know what I'm saying? But but at the same time, like, my work, I, like, I get what I, the result is there. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So it doesn't matter there. what the process is. As long as the result comes out as, like, you know, nice and, and, and professional and quality, then... That's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? What's your worst experience you had, you know what I'm saying, with an artist you work with? Worst experience? I'm trying to get messy, huh? That's that's That's, <laughs> that's kind of his thing. I mean, you, know mean? you worked with everybody. No, nah, to be honest, bro, like I I'm not even, I, I take value in working with artists that I really like, bro. Like it's it's hardly like I mean it's it's, it's like it's hardly ever a, a moment where I'm working with somebody who I just don't fuck with and they just, but like they dope, so I gotta deal with it. Like, I don't really do that. You know, I, I've been blessed to work with like great, talented, professional artists. Like, when I work with Anderson Pack, like, I, I feel lucky because like he's like a perfect artist. Like, I could just tell him to just go do some shit and he gonna give you. 50 different options for one moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, tell me, Leah, tell me about your time with him because it seemed like you really, really cherished your time with him and it's feel, I feel like you really, really connected with him like on a certain, you know, on a different level than everybody else you you worked with. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think I connected more with Overdose, obviously. That's like the origin story. But yeah, yeah, he was definitely like next in line and I think it was the same thing. He wanted to work with me when he got like his big budget when he got signed to Dre because of the stuff I did with Overdose. You know, he was always mm -hmm. a fan 
and was like, yo, when I get that budget, I'm going I'm to tap in with Chuck. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, the thing about Anderson is like, he'll do whatever. He's in the same road as Overdose. He trusts me. You know, we come up with all kinds of crazy ideas, but his performance skills are just like next level. Like, mm -hmm. I honestly feel that he might be the most talented artist of our generation. This nigga can dance. He's he, up there. He can sing. He can rap. He can play the drums. You know what I'm saying? He did. He, he wrote all that Silk Sonic shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's amazing, bro. And like, you know, it's like a dream come true directing him because he's just fun and, and can execute every single time with no questions asked. That Silk Sonic shit is like next level. Too cool. It's classic, bro. It's next level. It's like level. the best. Did you do the skate like video? Nah, I didn't. I was like, that shit was fine. Nah, I didn't tap in. I didn't tap He's He's actually directing now, Anderson. He directs his own videos now, so. I've been seeing a lot of artists directing and, you know, and taking that path. Do you feel like they like, you know what, this director really don't know what the fuck going on because really all you need is your production company, you feel me? Like, and niggas is, yeah, niggas know what's going on. <laughs> I need my DP over here. Yeah. I need you, you feel me? Like, yeah. the, here's the editor. The editor that I like, look over it real quick, and then boom, you can become a director. And left, boom up, we know now. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? And you know I, mean? I, think, I think, like, I totally get what you're saying, but I think, like, for me, like it is kind of annoying. That, like some artists, I'm definitely not gonna say no names. Right? I would say names. I, my, <laughs> the first, the first artist I seen do that shit CB. was Tiger, and mm. then I seen right after that was CB because mm. then he started no. using riveting. You know? well, that, well, that's different. I'm not, I'm not saying about the directing thing, but I think you know there are some artists who are like super particular about everything, and they want to sit with you while you edit in, and like mm. they don't like the way they face look on that one shot. And it's like all the videos that I've done. Old Town Road, all the overdose videos, all the Anderson Pack videos, even the Kendrick videos. Usually, the first edit that I send to them, that's the one that everybody sees because they trust me as a as a filmmaker to like that that that's the best look for them. You know what I'm saying? But when they want to get in the edit with you and like pick different shots and like I'm sweating too much on that, I'm like the way my like you know what I'm saying? They kind of fuck it up and then you, you do kind of don't want to. You don't really. It's not really yours anymore. You know what I'm saying? And so that's. That's kind of a turnoff, but I understand it, but it's just a turnoff from the filmmaker's perspective. So, you know, an artist has done you like that. Yeah, so, for yeah, sure. That's a, that's a, that's a bad experience, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to tell us, huh? Nah, hell Who no. did you like that? Nah, bro. What's the first letter of his name? It's a wobbler. It's a wobbler. <laughs> it's a wobbler. Oh, my God. Sitting there, that has to be fucking irritating. But bro, especially when they don't know what they talk about. So it'll just be like... Yo, like same shit. Like, can you pan left? It's like, yo, we, this is the shot, nigga. Like, this we can't move the, we can't move the shot. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Or like, you know, uh, me and my homie talk about like when they want graphics. Like, like, can you make it bigger? It's like, nigga, it's yeah, we can make it bigger. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, but that's not the reason why you don't like it. You know what I'm saying? It's just they just got their own idea of what shit is, and it's most more than likely wrong. You know what I'm saying? For sure, that should be wrong as a motherfucker. Cause I sat, I just sat there too with a with a bunch of artists too, with a couple artists that. Yeah. But they, but they, <laughs> <laughs> but they, but they start getting it though. They start getting it. Start hiring them production companies, trying to put y'all a lot of business, man. No, it's all it's all good, man. I think. Um, I mean, to be honest, I haven't done. I just did the Kendrick video, but. Yeah, movie have, nigga now. Yeah, I, ha I haven't I haven't done a music video in a while, and I know it's changed a lot. And mm -hmm. you know, there's still some dope videos, but now it's such an easily accessible like medium to make a music video that it's just like why not like why wouldn't you direct your own video if you could you know what i'm saying like, on, your, on your path did you did you meet your wife on your path or was that in, in you know while you were younger no nah, i met my wife on my path man like um i got a funny story i got a funny story about how i met my wife it's so crazy i'm saying it on here though but so 
I met my wife on Tinder, right? This, oh shit! You was a nasty this, nigga this, right some, there. This, this some LA shit. So you nasty. So so <laughs> I met her on Tinder, but where I was living at the time, I was living on on like 78th and like and like in Western, right? I, I, that's where I was living at the time. And so when I'd be on Tinder, I would get nothing but like white girls from USC. You know what I'm saying? Just like because it's kind of South Central adjacent. So I'm like, fuck, man. Like I can't find nobody. I'm tired of seeing these weird white girls or whatever. <laughs> So then when I, whenever I would go home, I would put the, like, the mile radius to zero. So that means it would only find people in my neighborhood. And so my, my girl ended up living off of like Manchester, like right by St. Andrews. St. Andrews Park over there. So and, her ass is on Tinder too. So huh? she was on never Tinder, knew she was out right never, there never, down never, the street. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is like she's not even from LA. Her parents or her grandparents lived there, so she was living with her grandparents. And you know, we've been we've been married for almost five years, bro. And what, is her, and what is her name? Her name is Heather. Woo! <laughs> he got him a Heather. <laughs> he got him one. Hey, you know what's he funny about that? One. Like my like my girl always say, like, she don't know no other black girl's name Heather. She is. And I'll be like, and it's funny, we she does say it, except for Heather, Heather Sanders. But it's so crazy because I met my girl online too, on Twitter. Yeah, man. And she, you know what I'm saying? And she from Dallas or whatever the case may be. Her name Heather, man. Hold yeah, on, bro. dog. <laughs> See, See that's, that, that's that new that's school God shit. Put it together, yeah, man. online love. Yeah, yeah. bro. <laughs> Except he was on Tinder. I don't know. Yeah, he was trying to get some ass. Yeah. <laughs> nah, this is like this is like this is like early Tinder too. This is like early Tinder. Yeah, I know it's early. Tinder. <laughs> he was trying to get, he was trying to get some yam. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it real. Nah, man, she was uh, too. You lucked up. Right you here lucked by up. My house, man. What's the deal? You <laughs> lucked up. Nah, we got it. <laughs> my boy got a dinner at Disneyland. Yeah, we don't want to yeah, hold yeah, my yeah. boy no, up no longer. We, we got time, man. <laughs> no, we don't, nigga. <laughs> no, it's over. Are we good? <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kelvin, can you uh, boom up and pan left, please? Yeah, yeah man, man. Get your man. shit going, man. But other than shit, well... I've never had anybody on here that had a fucking movie come out. I'll just usually be telling niggas, shout out to YouTube. Yeah, man. This house, motherfucker's house, got a house party coming yeah, out. Yeah, man. House party in theaters everywhere, January 13th. Go support your boy AD. Come on, man. He got a dope scene. He got a, he got one of the funniest scenes in the movie. The crowd goes crazy when they see him on the screen. It's, 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 it's funny, bro. Wow. Um, he got a song in there. He got a banger at one of the most like epic parts of the movie. Um, well, and T Rail and Duno, T Rail and Duno, and White, White Man, Man Can't, Can't Jump, Jump coming out next summer. Uh, T T Rail is the protagonist. He's like the, the 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 reason why shit hits the fan. Hold on, this summer or next summer? <laughs> he said next summer. This summer, bro, it's coming out. This summer, twenty twenty three. Next summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. I'm a fucking movie star. Transformers man. next. I'm going Transformers. Transformers next. Yeah, you got Tyrese be directing who? it. Tyrese who? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tyrese who? Yeah, do know everybody doing their thing. Congratulations! Yeah. Yes, sir. Have you had, no? Before we leave, have you had any actor that you reached out to say, you know what? Nah, I ain't fucking with you and deny you. What you mean, actor? Like actors? Like you know what I'm saying? Like, like try to get cast. Th- that you try to cast, and they said, you know what? Nah, I don't want to fuck with you it. Hit up Tom Cruise. Nah, I mean, <laughs> nah, but it's funny. It's kind of the opposite. I think sometimes when. You start the process of making the movie. The studio be suggesting people, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, "Yo, they are not about to be in this movie." Like, yeah. you know, they be putting like ASAP Rocky on every list. Like, he out here acting like, "Could we get ASAP Rocky and Damson Idris to be 
and 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 white and house party. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, dope though. I mean, yeah, he wasn't dope, but I'm just saying, like, it's just like, they don't really be knowing what's really cracking. They just be putting anybody on the list. So um, I have to tell them, like, nah, like, not that person. Like, one, they probably ain't going to do it. They too big for this shit. Or two, like, they ain't really, like, the archetype we need for this film. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they really ain't tapped into this. To this, yeah. Specifically. Especially when it comes to black actors, it's it's really interesting. If you think about it, like, I kind of got this joke that, like, Every time I do a movie, they always send me like everybody that was in New Edition on BET. It's like those are the only like young black actors in Hollywood. You my know guy, what I'm Al, my guy Al B though, and Woody. No, they, they dope. No, they great. They I'm just saying, but it's just funny that it's just them. Yeah, it's you know what I'm them. saying? It's like, and it's like, yo, it's way more like they're not even used to like finding black young black actors. They think these are the only ones that exist. You know what I'm saying? And you know, obviously those dudes are great, and like I'm probably gonna cast them in something one day, but. You know, there's a lot of other actors, you know, in this movie, we got Jacob Lattimore, mm-hmm. um, who's like on the shy and he's a singer too. Super dope. One of the most like pure actors I've ever worked with. Um, the other main character is Tosin Cole. He's a dude from the UK, but he came to LA and he just, you know, what's, what's crazy about this is he's a UK actor playing like a, a dude from LA, from South Central. These UK niggas be you know what? You world. know what? Samuel Jackson had that, well, they really had a problem with UK actors coming over here to America acting, he was saying they were stealing the jobs from the American actors because they were taking a lower wage. Do you know anything about that? I don't know how true that is, but like, I I totally understand the argument, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, when I'm looking at the auditions and I see a nigga acting and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like, oh, he's dope. Where is he from? I'm like, yo, he's dope. He sound like, he sound like he's from LA. And it's funny, when he came to L.A., I was like, man, I got to make sure he know the lingo. Even on sometimes on set, we had like him, we had him hang out with Watsomi Kwan just to like kind of like get the L.A. vibe. He spent the day with Problem. Pro- mm. Problem was the, uh, the, the speech coach wow. for the movie. So he was like teaching, teaching them how to say certain things and like, you know what I'm saying, how that L.A. lingo. So you got a problem doing a speech coach. Dub C doing Damon Idris. Yeah, yep. This this is crazy. Yeah, I bro. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because it's like you gotta think about it. Like you always say, I always repeat this, bro. Like we live in Los Angeles, California, bro. Like this is one of the most like popular, most referenced places in the world. And if if you know if you could like you know have some kind of success in this city, like you can do anything, bro. So. There's no reason why problems shouldn't be a speech coach or Dub C shouldn't be a, a speech coach for anybody that's doing a movie based in L.A. Who else is going to be, bro? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it ain't nobody else qualified. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, always trying to make sure we keep things, you know, authentic that way. Well, but, yes, but, sir. But, but, but about Tosin, Tosin is, is an amazing actor, bro, and he kills it. Like, he talking about the sloths and swap me, all kinds of L.A. shit, like, in a very authentic tone. I don't know, like... Oh, you could tell somebody taught him how to say it type shit, but he's like super authentic and he never broke his accent the whole time we was filming. Like, damn, you really got to go through casting? Like, do they really have that list? And then, you know, so they got the list of actors and then, you know, the people that are really trying to get on, like, it's really hard as fuck. Like, super hard, bro. I mean, it, 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 like, and it's so funny too, the whole thing about the remakes is like, you know, everybody talks shit about remakes, but if you look at them auditions, everybody's auditioning. Actors that got awards, like you name it, been on Snowfall, all these top shows are auditioning. You know what I'm saying? So something must be, you know, I mean, I don't know if they just need a job or whatever, but at the end of the day, like they're trying to be a part of these projects. So it's not that bad. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, because it could be a classic forever. Yeah. It's one of those things. Exactly. And so so it is tough to like make it through and like, you know, Tosin and um, 
And we had we got DC Young flying the movie, and that mm -hmm. nigga is like the most talented actor. Like the same way Anderson Pack is the most talented artist, DC Young Fly is the most underrated actor, performer, bro. entertainer. Bro, it's, it's crazy. Bro. When we was filming that scene, I was laughing so oh, fucking yeah. hard, bro. Yeah, and that's just one. You didn't even see the scene yeah. that connected to that scene. But he's like he's like the the quote unquote Martin Lawrence of this movie. Like he's like the DJ that be you know doing crazy shit, and he kills it, bro. Professional, never forget his lines, always bringing and giving you different options. Like he had this thing where he wanted me to to give him a number one through ten. How crazy do you want me to go? And I'll just be like, give me a five, and he'll come in there and just be normal and just talk like this. And then I'll say, give me ten, and then he'll do that DC Young Fly shit, and it was funny every time. You know what I'm saying? So I, I love working with them, and they really made this movie like you know way bigger and crazier than I could ever imagine. As far as the remakes, though, when are we going to have something original for from you that you feel like is going to be oh, bro. that L.A. landmark movie? This the, this the, I, At the White Man Can't Jump, I ain't doing no more remakes, bro. I'm done. You know what I'm saying? And like I didn't even plan it that way. It just so happened that these are the two projects that kind of fell into my lap. So, I, you know, I got my experience. I got my feet wet. But, like, I'm all original after this, you know, Lord willing. Like, I think, like... I mean, and to be honest, like, I know I talk about L.A. a lot, but, like, I'm not some, I, I don't I don't want to put myself in a box and be like, oh, I'm the L.A. director. You know, I love John Singleton. You know what I'm saying? I love F. Gary Gray, but they also made movies that were set in other places and, like, mm -hmm. you know, but still bringing that L.A. spirit to those other worlds. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I don't know, I don't know what my next project is going to be, but it's going to be something unique. You know, I got I got all kinds of stories that my mom told me. You know, my dad went to Fremont. My mom went to Crenshaw. She lived in the Jays during the crack epidemic. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all kinds of stories that they told me that I want to find a way to kind of, once again, resample and recreate and kind of flip it to the world. Yeah, because we got our menace to society. We got our boys in the hood. Uh, we have our Friday. You know, it's, it's like, uh, what's next? Because this generation needs something. Well, yeah, you. and it's, it's interesting, too, because I, I feel like the whole L.A. thing, I feel like we have... Pride for LA, right? You got the LA hat on now. You know what I'm saying? You got the LA hat on. It's like we love LA. I don't know how much this younger generation is like attached to the idea of like being from LA. Mm. You know, I remember, I remember like when maybe around like 2000 and like uh, maybe like 11, where like all these LA rappers start sprouting up and like, and I remember when they started claiming South Central. Like that wasn't a thing for people to be like, I'm from South Central. But then I feel like, you know, our generation kind of took pride in, like, where we were from. And these younger kids, I don't think they give a fuck, bro. And not that they should, but I just don't think they care. So I don't know if, like, a L.A. movie is something that they're going to want. I think they just want a movie. Yeah, you know just saying? a movie. Just a in movie general, that, that, yeah. that taps into the that culture. Into you know culture. what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. Because you're, right. you're right. They don't got nothing to, like, update yeah. The you know like same way house party needs to be updated every ten years we do need a they don't have nothing a cultural you know they gotta update Raya <laughs> they gotta they, <laughs> yeah. they gotta update TikTok. Disney movies yeah, yeah. like Tinder don't forget Tinder <laughs> but the, I think the, the 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 animation movies is bigger than anything like you gotta yeah. update all that they gotta update Moana like yeah it's gonna be Moana too before they watch anything else yeah man so I mean I do I do want to create something original but. 
like I said, it may not. I'm not trying to make the next boys in the hood or like mm-hmm. the hood shit where like like how the how the niggas do hood shit these days. Like yeah. I'm not trying to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like I would I wouldn't mind making a movie about like some scammers or something. You know what I'm saying? But like I would find a way to like flip it and not make it just about like the hood aspect and find a way to make it different. I don't know. You yeah, know, yeah, for real. Me. Well, yeah, we need that, but we still need a classic. You know what I'm saying? For something sure. original. Yeah, something original we can look at and set it up damn movies. But yeah, man, it was nice talking to you. Nice having you here, man. Yeah, we man. definitely got to do it again, man. Come, come on our live show, man. Come fuck with me, Ad and Duno. No, I'm gonna no, come I back. I just thought of a dope name for you for a movie. <laughs> Figumentary. Woo! The Figumentary. Man, shut your ass up. <laughs> hey, but no, hey, but look, he, no, no, think about this. Imagine, you like do what I said. Imagine they made a documentary about Fig and why is Fig? Fig your mentor. Like, why is Fig Fig? Like, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Like, why is that? Yeah. Why oh. is it there? Like, why is that the, why is that the spot? For the, for the spot, for the shit. Yeah, like, why? Why? We gonna have to ask somebody mama. <laughs> But yeah, shout out my boy Calmatic, man. Yeah, man. Uh, appreciate you again for coming, man. Appreciate Make sure y'all, y'all go uh, watch that house party. It's out Friday. Next Friday, Next Friday. Uh, January 13th. Whenever you see January, this, January 13th. 13th. Like, go, go run it up in the first weekend. Like, there's a, yeah. there's, there is a world where it ain't too many movies out. If everybody go and watch it, like, we could be the number one movie in the country, bro. Yes, sir. So, you know. And Let's make this number it, one. Do it for us, man. We in there. Take your phone out. <laughs> do it for AD. Yeah, do it for and AD. And tag me and tag Calmatic, man. Let's yes, do it for AD, yes, man. Sir. Yes, sir. On the 13th, man. It's going to house party. Let's do it, man. But like I said, thank you for my boy coming again, man. Real inspiration, man. A uh, real legend out here. Young man out here still, too. You feel me? Um, but yeah, we gone, man. We going to holler at y'all. Yes, sir. Easy money. Peace.